0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23. And kind of been on a trend on the fruit of the spirits. I think the last three times I've been here, we've gone over the fruit, Sunday school, Wednesday nights. And now tonight, the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And this is what we get when we are abiding in Jesus Christ. When we have a strong personal relationship with him, this fruit comes out in our life. We learn that from John chapter 15. A strong personal relationship with Christ, Holy Spirit inside of us working that out. You got that fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is shown in Galatians 5, and 23, where the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, longsuffering, gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law every single one of those things we have when we're abiding in jesus christ and those uh, nine fruits right there are broken down they're actually broken down into three categories the fruits of the spirit getting there and we looked at meekness we looked at uh, temperance self-denial self-control and we looked at i don't know what you're doing it's on. It's green. All right, we looked at meekness, we looked at temperance, we looked at self-denial, and now we're going to be looking at gentleness, all right? But the fruit of the Spirit given there, there's nine traits, they're broken down into three categories. Now, the first three qualities given there, love, joy, and peace, have to do with the Godward aspect of the Christian life our personal relationship with God, love, joy, and peace. And that's what we have when we're abiding in Jesus Christ. Now, everybody wants love, right? We want love in our hearts and in our life. And we learned last week on Sunday, Sunday School, that that word love is far greater than our idea of love. And back in the Bible times in the Greek, there was three words for love. There was eros, where we get our word romantic, romantic love. Um, That's the kind of love I have for my wife eros love phileo that's brotherly love friendly love and then there is agape love and agape love is love from almighty god and that's the love that's mentioned here and that's what we have when we're abiding in jesus christ that agape love the next one on the list it's joy now joy is far greater than happiness because happiness depends on what happens when things are going good you're happy things are going bad you're not so happy but joy you hear all the time. You've got that when you're abiding in Jesus Christ. Love, joy, and then peace. Everybody wants peace. And we get peace when we're abiding in Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. Throughout the Bible, we see that to be true. If we have a strong personal relationship with Christ, if we're looking unto Jesus, we'll have peace. The Bible says in Romans 8, 6, For to be carnally minded, for to be worldly minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And then one of my favorite verses, Isaiah 26, 3, the Bible says there, that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. If we got our mind focused on Jesus Christ, if we're abiding in Jesus Christ, we will have the fruit of the spirits of peace in our life. And then Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the Bible says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Literally, passes all understanding. Personal relationship with Christ, verse 6, prayer, us talking to God, it has to do with abiding in Christ. If you're abiding in Christ, you'll have love, you'll have joy, and you'll have peace in your life. And those first three qualities are the Godward aspects of the Christian life. But the next three, which are long suffering, gentleness, and goodness, that has to do with the manward aspect of the Christian life how we deal with others you got long suffering number 1 now long suffering is a lot like patience patience willing to wait it's not reluctantly willing to wait but the actual definition of long suffering is courageous endurance without quitting you're you're standing strong you're standing firm and you're courageously enduring you're being patient, but you're not doing it with a reluctant attitude or a bad attitude you're standing strong on guard that's the idea of patience and you'll be patient with other people the people that you're dealing with I know that can be hard right I need to be long-suffering toward Connor a lot because he gets on my nerves but um, that's the fruit of the Spirit in my life long-suffering the next one on the list gentleness now gentleness is like kindness we're going to look at that today, but we'll just keep on going through the nine uh, fruits first off. And then goodness. Goodness is just living the righteous life for Jesus Christ. Being Christ-like and not being a hypocrite, right? You're going to live the way we're supposed to live, being like Jesus Christ, the fruit of goodness. That is the man-word aspect of the Christian life. And then the finally, final three qualities are self It has to do with our personal development in Christ. And it's faith, which means faithfulness being faithful to the Word of God, being faithful to um, basically everything in your life, marriage, uh, Jesus Christ, all of that, faithfulness, then meekness. Now, meekness is not weakness. Meekness is power under control. That's the idea of meekness. We learned about that on Wednesday. And then temperance, and temperance is self-control, self-denial, self-discipline, being spirits Controlled. All of those things we will have when we're abiding in Jesus Christ. And we need all of those things. We need all of those things to live a victorious Christian life in 2021. We need all of those things to be who God called us to be. And um, we need to abide in Jesus Christ. And it's a blessing when we do that because every single one of us, we want love, we want joy, we want all of these things. We can have it when we're abiding in Christ. But we're going to be looking at the fruit of gentleness today. Gentleness, the man word aspect of the Christian life, gentleness. Now, gentleness isn't a word used much in our vocabulary today. We don't use it all that often, and when we do use it, it's almost kind of like a, a derogatory term, if you think about it, right? I don't ever want to be considered gentle. Not really, right? We we kinda men don't really like that term. We want to be gentlemen, but just the idea of being gentle it almost sounds wimpy in a way, honestly. It kind of does. We don't want to be gentle. We want to be strong, right? We want to be alpha, not gentle. A couple weeks ago, my wife came home and was telling me about her friend who was talking about me at work. And um, she, was said, uh, she said, Michael's just so cute. And I remember when she said that, I was like, yeah, I am. You know, I am cute. And then she finished her sentence. She goes, Michael's just so cute and petite. I just like, like him so much. And I'm just like, Petite? I don't want to be known as petite at all. That's terrible, right? That's kind of how I feel like with gentleness, right? It's not something we really want to have. We don't want to be considered gentle, but gentleness is a good thing. And the fruit of gentleness, we should desire that in our life. Now, when you think of gentleness, what do you think of? What's the first thing that comes to your minds? Not petite. What's what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Gentleness. Anybody? Gentle, that's right. Well, when I think of gentleness, I think of mothers with their baby, right? When they're taking care of their baby, they're very gentle with them. They're caring toward them. They're kind with them. That's the idea of uh, gentleness, the way I think of it. And the Bible actually points to that truth. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says, But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth her children gentle, like a nurse taking care of the baby. That's the idea of gentleness. Now, this gentleness in our life is a Holy Spirit's generated kindness and ease that expresses care and compassion to others. And Webster's defines gentleness as being generous and kind. It has to do with generosity and consideration toward others. And that's what we have when we're abiding in Jesus Christ. We care about others and not just ourselves. Gentleness, kindness, in the Christian life. And so that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to break down the fruit of gentleness, how to apply it to our lives, and how to live the victorious Christian life in 2021, because gentleness is definitely something that we need. Uh, First off, I want you to notice the example of gentleness, the example. And now the perfect example of gentleness is Jesus Christ, perfect example, Jesus Christ. And all nine of these traits given here in Galatians 5, 22, and 23 are literally the Actual characteristics and traits of Jesus Christ. It's not just a form of gentleness that we have We literally have the gentleness of Jesus Christ in our life when we're bearing this fruit It is his actual personality the traits that he had in the Gospels that trait is in our life Gentleness and he's the perfect example of that think about it this way Jesus dealt tenderly with children with the helpless with the lame and impaired and with his own disciples Everybody he dealt with, he was gentle toward them. An example of his gentleness is seen in Matthew chapter 8, where the Bible says, And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. The guy comes and says, Help me. Jesus helped him. Gentleness. He was gentle toward everybody he came in contact with. And we see the example of gentleness in the character of Jesus Christ, the way that he acted. He was gentle in so many ways. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 23 says this, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously." That verse is talking about the suffering and shame that Jesus went through on the cross and and the stuff leading up to it. He was beaten and bruised, had the cat of nine tails on his back, the crown of thorns on his head. He was spit on. He hung there on the cross, and in spite of it all, during it all, he didn't say one word. He reviled knots. That's gentleness and kindness at work right there, and he's the example of everything in life. Every aspect of our life, we need to be looking to him, especially when it comes to suffering and shame. That's the kind of mentality we need to have. That's the kind of character that he had. He didn't care about himself. He cared about others. He went through that suffering and shame for us, right? He went through that so he could die on the cross so that we might be saved. Gentleness, kindness at work in the character of Jesus Christ. But not only that, the compassion of Christ points to gentleness as well. Throughout his earthly ministry, we see his compassion at work. And there's so many different verses on that. I kind of just cherry-picked some verses about the compassion of Christ, but notice what the Bible says. Matthew fourteen fourteen. the Bible says, And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Mark 6, 34, and Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And then Luke 7, 13, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, weep not. So many different times in the Gospels we see Jesus had compassion. He had compassion, he had compassion. That's an example of gentleness. And compassion suggests strong emotion and means to feel deep sympathy. That's the idea of compassion. Isn't that cool to think about? Jesus Christ felt strong emotion and deep sympathy to people in the gospels. That's an amazing thing. The son of God had compassion on those people. And not only that, he also has compassion toward us as well. In our life, God is compassionate And gentle toward us. Titus chapter 3, the Bible talks about that in verses 4 through 7. Uh, The Bible says, but after that, the kindness. And love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope, of eternal life. Now, that's a lot of words, but you want to know what Jesus Christ did for us? He knew in our own works we couldn't get to heaven. He knew our works were as filthy rags. Our righteousness was as filthy rags. But what did He do? He had compassion on us. He died on the cross for us. He made it possible for us to be saved. He gave us this gift of salvation because He loved us. He was compassionate toward us. And He exemplified gentleness in what He did for us at Calvary. The salvation that we experienced points to His compassion. It points to his gentleness. But not only that, throughout our life, throughout our Christian life, we see his gentleness in us. Salvation, sanctification, we see the gentleness and compassion of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. His kindness, His gentleness toward us. He is compassionate and caring toward us in every aspect of the Christian life, in salvation, in sanctification, and in any situation. He loves us with that everlasting love. He's in our hearts, He's in our life, and He is gentle toward us. And because he's gentle and compassionate toward us, it motivates me to want to live a righteous life for Jesus Christ. It motivates me to want to do great things for God, not because I'm scared of him, but because he loves me and he's kind toward me. Amen. You know, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And that is so true. But I'm thankful that the fear of the Lord is different from our fear that we go through. The fear of the Lord, that literally just means reverential trust being reverent and trusting God. His gentleness points to that fact. And the Bible says that through his gentleness, it gives us strength and it helps us every step of the way. Psalm 18 verse 35 says this, thou hast given me the shield of thy salvation and thy right hand hath holden me up and thy gentleness hath made me great. (laughs) Thy gentleness Hath made me great. That word means merciful kindness. Praise God for the gentleness, the compassion that God had for us. The example of gentleness, hands down, is Jesus Christ. But secondly, I want you to notice the expression of gentleness. The expression of gentleness. Now, when somebody has the Holy Spirit in them, the fruit of the spirits will grow in their life. When you're abiding in Jesus Christ, the Bible says you'll bring forth much fruit. Now, when fruit grows and you got yourself a fruit, I wish I had one with me, um, it gives a fragrance, right? If I were to throw you an or, an orange, you'd be able to smell it and tell that it's an orange, right? It brings a fragrance. Now, there's some fragrances in our life that shows us that we have gentleness. You can be like, Michael, how do I know that I'm, ex- I'm having this fruit of gentleness in my life? Well, there's going to be a fragrance that comes out in your life, and the fragrance will be seen in a number of ways. First off, gentleness will be seen in your life through sensitivity. If you've got the fruit of gentleness, you're going to be sensitive toward others. We see that with Jesus Christ in the Gospels. Sensitivity sees and experiences life from the emotions and feeling of others. It considers others and seeks to patiently identify and understand what they are going through. Man, that's tough, right? Especially when it's somebody on the exact opposite side, on uh, the political realm, or um, just our ideas at all. It can be hard for us to be sensitive and see their side of things. But the Bible says that's the fruit of gentleness. The Bible says if we're abiding in Christ, that's the way we're going to be in so many different aspects of our life. Philippians 2, 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. We gotta be sensitive to the needs of others. And I like this, after that verse in verse four where it says that, in verse five it says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. He's saying the mind of Christ was a mind of gentleness, it was a mind that was sensitive toward others, and he's saying we need to do the exact same thing. And how are we sensitive toward others? Well, there's a number of ways, but I just narrowed it down to three. We need to be sensitive toward others and give encouragements, be encouraging toward other people in our life. Think about it this way. When young Timothy was a young pastor and Paul was about to be martyred in prison, what did the Apostle Paul do? He wrote two letters to Timothy encouraging him in the faith. That would be like Jesse on his deathbed having COVID, feeling terrible, and and calling me and, uh, and just trying to encourage me, giving me pep talks here and there while he's on his deathbed. Right? Think about it that way. He's literally in prison, about to be martyred. He could feel sorry for himself. He could be down, but instead he's like, man, I want to encourage Timothy. I want to exhort Timothy. I want to give Timothy confidence and help him in life. Give encouragement is the first thing that we can do to be sensitive toward the needs of others. But not only that, we need to give friendship as well. We need to be friends to people, not just the same people as us or our same personalities, but we need to be friends toward other people as well. Point them to Jesus Christ. Be friends uh, toward one another. Jonathan, think about this, Jonathan could have joined his father Saul and turn against David to secure, secure the throne for himself. But what did he do? No, instead he was loyal to his friends and help him, helped him during the time he needed it most. That's friendship, right? Sensitive toward the needs of others, not yourself. We need to be sensitive, not selfish. Give encouragements. give friendship, and then give attention to the hurts of others. There's people in this world that are hurting big time, and instead of being selfish and worrying about ourselves, we need to pay attention to the hurts of others. The Samaritan could have kept riding by the man who was robbed and beaten, but he laid aside his own concerns to attend to a stranger's hurts and injuries at his own expense. Give attention to the hurts of others. That's another way of gentleness. Gentleness will be seen through sensitivity. But secondly, gentleness will also be seen through sympathy. You're going to be sympathetic toward others when you've got that fruit of gentleness in your life. Sympathy feels what others feels and acknowledges those feelings. It bears the burden and feels the hurts. It rejoices with those who rejoice and weeps with those who weep. Now, there's going to be some times when they're feeling sad about themselves. They're feeling down and they have no reason to feel down. But to them, it's true. They feel that way, so therefore we need to kind of put ourselves in that shoes. How would I handle this situation if I felt like that? Even if sometimes they're not making sense and it's dumb the way they're feeling, those feelings are still true to them. So that's why we need to be sympathetic and sensitive. That's the fruits of gentleness. The Bible says 432 in the book of Ephesians, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Amen? Gentleness will be seen through sensitivity. And then number three, gentleness will be seen through straightforwardness. Now, that sounds a little weird. Straightforwardness, that's gentleness, but it's really true, right? Straightforwardness speaks the truth in love. It doesn't avoid uncomfortable conversations, but it seeks to deliver them with kindness and care. Now, straightforwardness is not being abrasive, but it's also not being passive, somewhere in between, right? That's the idea of gentleness. Proverbs 27:6 says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful." There is going to be some times where you got to be straightforward with somebody. If Connor, my buddy, starts doing something and heading down a path that's wrong, I need to be straightforward with him and tell him tell him off to get his attention, right? I do it with love. I do it because I love them, and I'm not being mean about it, but straightforwardness is something that we should have. And if we are bearing the fruit of gentleness, we will do that. Ephesians 4.15 says, but speaking the truth in love. That's the idea of straightforwardness, amen? The apostle Paul was like this. When Peter was eaten, refused to eat with the Gentile believers, what did the apostle Paul do? The Bible says in Galatians 2.11, he says, I withstood him to the face. He was straightforward with them. He told them off and was like, dude, get right. This isn't what the Bible says. Get right. And what did he do? He got right and things were good. He was straightforward with them. There's some times when when my kids at Sunday school, they start acting up. And there's some times where I raise my voice and I'm like, all right, guys, pay attention. All right, we'll play later. You got to pay attention right now. And sometimes they'll shape up. Other times, I remember one time... uh, (laughs) I yelled at Connor and Evan. I actually got pretty loud. And Connor and Evan looked at me and then went, ha, 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 started laughing right at me. I was so mad. But anyway, straightforwardness goes a long way. The fruit of gentleness, that's what we need. Amen. Gentleness will be seen through sympathy gentleness will be seen through straightforwardness and gentleness will be seen through sensitivity and going back to straightforwardness and the wounds of the friend charles spurgeon said this he said give me for a friend a man who will speak honesty honestly of me before my face who will not tell a neighbor but who will come straight to my house and say i feel there is wrong in you my brother that i must tell you of that man is a true friend he has proved himself to be so I don't know, I thought that was a good quote, amen? All right, so we looked at the expression of gentleness, the example of gentleness, and now number three, the empowerments of gentleness. How can we be gentle in our life? Well, I said it before, we can't be gentle in our own power. In our own strength, or our own power, we can't do it. We might be able to for a little bit, but we're not going to be gentle all the time. But when we're abiding in Jesus Christ, we can have gentleness, that fruit of gentleness, and our life. Because when we're abiding in Christ, we've got that Holy Spirit working through us. And that's what the Bible says in John chapter 15. I do this every single time, but this is a good verse to memorize, and this is a good illustration to remember. He gives the illustration of the vine and the branch. He says, I'm the vine. Jesus Christ said this, you guys are the branch. If you're abiding in me, bam, you got fruit, you got that fruit of the spirit. If you're detached from me, it's not going to work. Right? A branch can't grow fruits in and of itself, it needs to be attached to to something. We need to be attached to Jesus Christ. Abide in Jesus Christ. And when we do that, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit working through us. Ephesians 5.18 says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirits. Galatians, um, the book of Galatians, the Bible says, walk in the spirits and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. All of that, it has to do with abiding in Christ, the Holy Spirit's working through you. Because the fruit of the Spirit is the natural uh, natural product of a nourishing relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. It literally comes with a strong personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Man, so don't focus on how I got to be gentle. Focus on that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Man, that strong personal relationship with him, abiding in Christ. Now, what are some ways we can abide in Jesus Christ? What are some ways we can do that how do we abide in christ there's no wrong answers i don't think reading his word right communication how do you strengthen a personal uh, relationship with anybody communication right two ways to communicate to god prayer is us talking to god reading your bible is god talking to you but honestly there's so many ways you can strengthen your personal relationship with him it's just focusing on that focusing on Jesus Christ, looking to him and abiding in his presence. That's the empowerment of gentleness. That's how we can experience that fruit in our life. And we need the Holy Spirit to experience this fruit of gentleness. And honestly, if we want gentleness in our lives, if we want this fruit in our life, we need to abide in Jesus Christ. And if we don't have that, we aren't going to be able to fulfill God's plan for us. It's not just the idea of wanting gentleness or, or oh, it would be really nice if I had kindness. We're not going to fulfill God's plan for our life if we don't have this fruit in our life because God's got a perfect plan for your life. Man, your life has purpose. Your life has meaning, and you can make an impact on this world today, but you're not going to make an impact if you don't have that fruit of the Spirit. You're not going to make it this impact if you don't have the fruit of gentleness. It takes abiding in Jesus Christ, and the Bible says this is plans before the foundations of the world for us to have this in our life. Colossians 3.12 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of minds, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. Even if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye." Again, we kind of see the fruit of the spirit there. He's saying, man, this is how you can make an impact on society. Have that fruit of gentleness, have meekness, have kindness. That's the things that we should be known for in society as Christians. We're giving Christianity a terrible name right now. And I'm going on a rabbit trail. I never do that, but I'm going on a rabbit trail for a second. I was on Facebook today, man, and it just got me so angry just seeing all these Christians just ruining their testimony by the things they were putting on social media. And for they had reason to get angry, but they were just ruining their testimony by the way they were acting. Honestly, we're trying to preach Christ right now. We're trying to point people to Jesus Christ. We need the fruit of gentleness in our life to make an impact on society. Don't act like a whiner, man. Man, we've got Jesus Christ. We've got the victory in Christ Jesus. Let's act like it, amen? That's the fruit of gentleness in our life.